Welcome to Friday and today's version of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast. It's August 7th, 2020, and today is the approximate midpoint of summer. This version of What's Happened and What's Scheduled comes to you with support from the Charlottesville Podcasting Network, bringing you sounds of the community since 2005 and hoping to bring more voices forward in the next 15 years. Visit SeavillePodcast.com. The Virginia Department of Health has reported another 2,015 cases of COVID-19 this morning. That's one of the highest one-day totals since the pandemic began. In a press release, the VDH stated that the figure included information that should have been reported on Wednesday and Thursday, as well as today's regular numbers. There are another 18 deaths statewide for a total of 2,317 to date. The seven-day average for positive PCR tests remains at 7.3%. The figures for the Thomas Jefferson Health District were not available at recording time. The Albemarle Board of Supervisors has voted unanimously to remove Confederate monuments and markers from the county courthouse grounds. The county will take proposals from groups who want to take possession of the statue, cannon, and stack of cannonballs. Several people asked for the items to be removed at a public hearing. Alex Terrell, with a League of Conservation voters, called them monuments to racism. The League of Conservation Voters works to protect public lands and parks and make nature more accessible for all people in this country. Um, But recent events have highlighted that while parks and public spaces may be accessible for many folks, it doesn't mean those spaces are safe and inclusive for all. The removal was supported by several groups, such as the Charlottesville Albemarle Bar Association. The General Assembly passed legislation this year allowing localities to remove or recontextualize war memorials, paving the way for Confederate statues to be removed across Virginia. Albemarle resident Ramona Martinez thanked the county for moving fast. Removing these statues is not removing history or Southern culture. It is an acknowledgement that one group of people does not have claim on the land that was never theirs to begin with. Supervisor Diantha McKeel explained why she voted to remove the statue. The at ready Confederate statue symbolizing the effort to maintain a plantation society, slavery, and white supremacy, and the tools of a war fought against the United States should not be co-located with our port facilities. McKeel said that after the materials are removed, the community must still work to combat systemic racism. Supervisor Ned Galloway said that many people who wrote him to support keeping the statues accused him of being politically correct. However, he said the ability of Albemarle to remove the statue came because people voted and the makeup of the General Assembly changed to one that no longer wanted to defend the statues as war memorials. That is something that I see as not politically correct, but as democracy in action in the way it's supposed to work. When you want change, you go to the ballot box, you vote, and you put the folks in that are going to make the changes. Proposals for museums and historical organizations to assume possession of the materials will be accepted through September 5th. The county also announced the hiring of Fentress Architects to design the $47 million expansion and consolidation of the city and county's general district courts in Court Square. That construction is expected to get underway in the spring of 2022. The city of Charlottesville is seeking proposals for honorary names for city streets. According to a release, there is a deadline of August 31st to submit applications to honor a roadway after an individual, an organization, an entity, or an event of local significance to Charlottesville. 
Several proposals have been made this summer to honor the Black Lives Matter movement with a street designation. City Council discussed the matter at its meeting on Monday night. Here's Vice Mayor Cena McGill. It's looking like we might want to get a little bit more input since we are getting so many people sending in street naming requests at this time to do this correctly and to do this with the most transparency. 11 streets have been given an honorary designation since 2011. A committee will sift through potential additions and make recommendations to council at its meeting on October 19th. Today is the first day that a new intrastate bus route will come through Charlottesville on its way between Danville and D.C. The Virginia Department of Rail and Public Transportation is funding the daily service, which is called the Piedmont Express. The service follows what the DRPT considers a successful launch of the Virginia Breeze, a route between Blacksburg and D.C., which is now being renamed the Valley Flyer. The Piedmont Express will also stop in Alta Vista, Lynchburg, Amherst, Culpeper, Warrington, Gainesville, and Dulles Airport. A group called Come As You Are Seville will hold a clothes drive Saturday at Forest Hills Park in Charlottesville. Anything collected will be donated to homeless members of the community. The event will be held from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. And there's information in the newsletter. Long lines for library curbside pickups may soon abate. The Jefferson Madison Regional Library will extend hours for the service to serve more patrons. You can read the details of this in the print version of the newsletter. In a release, Library Director David Plunkett said that all returned items are quarantined for 72 hours before being put back into circulation. There are no government meetings that I know about today, but please let me know if I'm incorrect. I can report that the Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission meeting last night did not meet due to a lack of a quorum. Many parts of the region were hit by a massive storm earlier in the evening. The TJPDC meeting will be rescheduled for later this month. And that's it for this edition of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast and Newsletter. I'm Sean Tubbs, your host, and if you've been enjoying these so far, please consider a contribution through our Patreon account. The goal is to build this into a community service where I can pay people to do some of the work. At the very least, please send it on to a friend or member of your family. Let's grow the audience together. I'm Sean Tubbs, and thank you for listening, and have a great and safe weekend.